Hey, I'm Rachel May, country singer, songwriter, and host of Mama's Cup of Ambition, the podcast for ambitious mamas with big dreams and little kids. Or maybe your kids aren't so little anymore, but your dreams are still just as big as ever. Wherever you find yourself in your motherhood journey, if you've got ambitious goals that you're longing to achieve, and you're looking to spark inspiration, cultivate motivation, and develop community with like-minded mamas, you're in the right place. As a new mama myself, I created this show as a place for honest and empowering conversations about motherhood, entrepreneurship, and dream chasing. So grab a notebook, top off that cup of coffee, and let's turn our goals into action plans and our dreams into reality together. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Mama's Cup of Ambition. I'm so excited to be hitting record again on these episodes. I just can't tell you. I always kind of get in my head before I sit down to record, and I think that it's going to feel weird talking to a microphone in a room all by myself. But it's so weird because the minute I hit record, I just feel like you're here with me, and it just feels right, and it kind of puts me at ease and makes this feel super easy and fun. It's weird, I know, but I love it so much. So thank you, first of all, for being here with me. And you can probably hear the dog barking in the background. That's just Birdie chiming in to say hello and thank you for being here as well. We are a dog-friendly, kid-friendly podcast. And so the disclaimer that you'll often hear me giving at the beginning of these episodes is that you will likely hear one, if not both, at some point throughout the episode. And we've already ticked off dog bark. We should make like bingo cards for each of the sound effects that you hear in the background of my podcast recordings. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. Back to today's topic. So today I thought I would share with you a little experiment that I took myself through to close out 2022 and to move into 2023. So you may or may not already know this, but I decided to take a little break from social media. And I thought that I'd just share with you today what that little break taught me and how I filled the spaciousness that that break provided. And before I jump into that, I just want to say that I feel like sometimes I seem really down on the social platforms, and I don't mean to come off that way, but I think I've just come to recognize patterns in my own habits interacting with these social platforms, and I'm really just trying to be intentional about staying in a place where it stays fun and enjoyable for me rather than becoming this distraction or this negative contributor in my life. And part of what I've discovered in that journey is that having boundaries around my use in social media and allowing myself to take breaks from it is a really critical piece in keeping it in a healthy place for me. So I decided that the end of the year was like the perfect opportunity for me to step back for a little social silence and to just kind of close out the year with some introspection and to allow myself to move into a new calendar year in a more mindful way. And again, not because I hate social platforms, there's actually a lot that I really enjoy about them. But I'm also of the belief that anything I regularly give my attention to, especially if it's something habitual in nature, it needs to be given an occasional audit to make sure that it's being used with intention. So I think it bears saying here, too, that this isn't the first time that I've taken a social media sabbatical, so to speak. I've actually done this quite a few times over the years, but this is the first time that I've intentionally put my phone down in the weeks leading up to something that I was actively promoting. In this case, it was the relaunch of this podcast. 
And there were definitely some fears creeping in, trying to make me doubt my choice for a break. I was kind of bouncing back and forth with commentary between my soul's request to honor the desire for spaciousness and my mind's request to like double down on trying to raise awareness about my podcast relaunch. So I decided to strike a balance by marking my calendar with the scheduled social break and then shouting from the rooftops about my podcast for the weeks leading up to the break. And that felt good and easy and it was fun and it kind of helped the analytical side of my brain to feel like I was like ticking off promotional boxes that I felt needed tending to. And then when the calendar reached Christmas Eve, I posted one last post, I logged out, I uninstalled the apps from my phone, and I got ready to fully lean in to the social silence. Now, at first, It felt super easy to step back because obviously it was Christmas Eve and I have two small children. So as you can imagine, I was keeping pretty busy creating magical moments for them. So the first few days were a breeze. But then as the Christmas festivities began to subside, I kind of started to notice that my resolve to stay off of the platforms was getting just a little harder. Like every time I picked up my phone, my hands would kind of just gravitate toward the place on my phone where the Instagram and Facebook apps used to live. And then I'd catch myself and I'd remember, one, that the apps weren't there anymore. (laughs) And two, that I was taking a break. And I'd move on and busy myself with something else, like taking down all the Christmas decorations or playing cards with Waylon or crawling around on the ground with Wyatt. I was definitely enjoying the break, but there were also a lot of moments, especially in the beginning, where I really began to notice myself feeling that sense of like FOMO. Like I felt like I was falling behind or missing all of the action. Do you relate to that? Have you ever had that feeling? But even with all of the FOMO I was feeling, I was committed to honoring the commitment that I made to myself. And when I started to feel like I was missing out on something, I tried to just gently remind myself that there was something I wasn't missing in this practice. And that was the opportunity to soak up and savor all of the little magical moments with my kids. And I'll say I pride myself on being a present parent. Like I try to be the most present mama I can be. And I genuinely do make a point of trying to soak up all of the little joyful moments with my wild kiddos throughout the day. But sometimes I find myself just kind of getting into caretaker autopilot and I can get very, very task oriented. And so this was a good opportunity for me to just kind of dial back my to-do list a bit and to connect with the reason that I wanted to become a mama in the first place. Like the whole reason that I wanted to have kids was to be able to enjoy all of those tender, wild, magical moments with my kids. And I think sometimes it's really easy for me to just get swept away in the mental load and all of the things that go along with keeping this household running and keeping everyone cared for. And that's real. And I see that and value it and honor it. But also, I recognize that sometimes my like mental to-do list kind of swallows up all of those moments that are happening in between. And so this really felt like an opportunity for me to just sort of step back and take an overview of the life that I'm living that all these little moments are adding up to because I want to be here. I want to be present for those things and I want to be able to focus in on them. 
So that really helped me when I was having those moments of feeling FOMO or feeling like I was missing out on something by not being on social media. And then, ironically enough, or maybe not so ironically, a book that I have been dying to read and had had on hold at the library became available. And I was able to dig into the book Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention and How to Think Deeply Again by Johan Hari. I hope I'm saying his name right. Johan Hari. Uh, Bless it if I'm not. (laughs) Anyway, coincidence? I think not. This book was incredible. It was super compelling, and it deep dives into our habits and behaviors with tech, and it explores the impacts on both our society and our culture as a whole, as well as the role that things like social media play on us at an individual level. It was just really, really interesting, and it was even more so because I was reading that book alongside this social break, and it wasn't planned. But part of the reason I think I even had the time and the focus to devour that book in the way that I was able to was because of the freed up time that I had from not being on social media. And I felt like there was this like light bulb moment that happened there that kind of helped to strengthen my resolve again. And you may know that I've mentioned this before in past podcast episodes, but as a songwriter, I really noticed a significant correlation between the decline in the number of songs that I was writing and the purchase of my first iPhone. And again, don't get me wrong, I love my iPhone. I appreciate that I have a camera and a voice recorder and a calendar and a phone and a notepad and a search engine and maps and my music collection. Oh my God, my music collection, like gone are the days of lugging around a massive binder of CDs in the car. Do you remember those days? Am I aging myself right now? Some of y'all are probably too young to remember that, but that was like a glorious time, especially when your car had the like five disc changer because you felt like you were loading up your very own jukebox and the selections that you made said something like really personal about you. Do you remember that? (laughs) I'm getting off topic here, so I'm going to rein it back in. But the point that I was originally trying to make here is that I love having all of those luxuries on my phone so readily available for my consumption. I really do. But when I got my first iPhone, it changed the way I wrote. Before my phone, I'd be writing a new song, and if I got stuck on a lyric, I'd sit with it. Maybe I'd go for a walk and I'd ruminate on a line that I was trying to craft, or sometimes I'd just take a break and I'd cook something, and I'd be moving words and phrases around in my mind. But that ability to stay in that uncomfortable space and search for the song that was trying to break free, it was strong. And then when my iPhone came on the scene, it was like those sticking points in my writing process where I'd find myself stuck and trying to like tease out a lyric. I found myself doing something new rather than going for a walk or cooking something or doing something, letting my mind just kind of rumble those words around. I'd pick up my phone and I'd start scrolling instead. And this was in the earlier days of Facebook when we would still post updates like, Rachel is experiencing writer's block. (laughs) I'm really giving away my age in this episode. But again, my point in sharing this is that's what I was doing. Like I was getting on Facebook and just mindlessly scrolling and sharing a status update because I didn't want to sit in that uncomfortable space of 
waiting for the creativity and the flow of writing to continue. And once I had that ability to distract myself so easily right from the palm of my hand, especially in those moments when my creative process was calling for me to dig deeper and to stay present, my music really took a hit. My writing decreased, and I know it's because I was filling those quiet moments where inspiration might have appeared with social media and mindless scrolling. And if I can be really honest, which I know I can be really honest with you here... The moments in motherhood where I have been the most challenged, it's also been really, really easy for me to lean on my phone to numb out rather than trying to find solutions to the adversity I'm facing. And let me just tell you, it does not feel great when you look up from your phone after you've been using it to numb out and you see your kid looking down at his hand, swiping and pretending to be on a phone like mama. Okay? Kids are just such great mirrors, and sometimes it's really hard to see what's being reflected back. And look, I give myself a boatload of grace here because, just like all of us, I'm doing the best I can with what I've got. And motherhood can be hard as hell sometimes, especially when it feels like you're doing so much of it in isolation or alone. And I'm truly grateful for the connection and solidarity and humor that I have really often been able to find on platforms like Instagram. So I acknowledge that there are also some great things that can happen on these platforms like Instagram or Facebook. It's not all mindless scrolling and numbing out. Sometimes it is very cathartic and connecting to be on these platforms. And I have been on the receiving end of that. So I just want to put this here. But I heard a friend reference a quote recently that stopped me in my tracks. And it was, there's a difference between being happy and being distracted from sadness. And that just really resonated with me because there have definitely been moments in the past few years where I was struggling hard and no one outside of my little family would have known because I was learning how to mask it really, really well from the outside world. But since last season, when I put the show on maternity leave, I've really been in a season of healing. And if you remember in the last episode, I said that I had to pump the brakes on this show to focus on my health and my well-being and the health and well-being of my kids. And a big part of that revolved around mental health as well. And with the support of a great therapist, I've been participating in talk therapy, which has been really revolutionary for me and has opened up a lot of blocks that I didn't even realize were there. And I've also had the benefit of really being supported by modalities like EMDR and tapping. And those have really helped me to start working through some childhood trauma and some birth trauma that I was holding on to along with my postpartum experience. And I have to say that my daily gratitude practice has also probably been one of the greatest gifts in my healing journey as well. And did I just give gratitude for gratitude? (laughs) How meta was that? Anyway, there's another incredible book that I read recently, and it's called How We Heal by Alex L. And I really loved how she described healing in that book as an ongoing process and not just a one and done task. Like that really hit home with me because in the past, I'd find myself sort of beating myself up when things crept up on me. Like, what? Like this again? I thought I'd already dealt with this. Like I've already worked on this area of my life. But that book really helped me to recognize and respect that healing is an ongoing process and that's okay. So as another layer of my healing, I stopped drinking, which 
wasn't a huge thing for me because I never had an issue with it. I was more of a social drink with friends on a night out kind of girl. But given the intensity of the anxiety I experienced when I was postpartum with Waylon, I decided to ditch alcohol and I haven't had a drink since my best friend's wedding in September of 2020. And I've really tried to just make an effort to be more mindful in the way that I eat. And I'm slowly finding ways to connect with my body again through fitness. But all of this to say, the one area left unchecked in all of this healing journey that I've been on up till now was my relationship with social platforms and my phone. So this little break has been really impactful for me, and it's kind of forced me to look at the place in my healing that I've been avoiding. And I've mentioned in past episodes how I've sort of felt a bit disconnected or lost in my identity and motherhood. And I am realizing that a big piece of why I feel that way is just that loss of focused attention given to my creative outlets. Like I used to be able to just sit down and work on my craft. And obviously that gets harder in motherhood as it is. But it's not just the addition of becoming a mama that has changed or corrupted my focus, so to speak, in the creative arena. And I mean, that is obvious based on what I told you about my history with songwriting and how that changed when I got my phone. And a perfect example of this again is that a few weeks before Christmas, we had a big snowstorm and we lost power and our cell service. And so it was a little bit like a taste test of what I had planned. And let me just tell you, it was cold and it wasn't without certain challenges, but you can bet that my gratitude list that day included electricity and cell service. But in the absence of those modern luxuries, something truly magical happened. So I wrote. I wrote the first draft of a second children's book in a series that I've been working on, which felt phenomenal. (laughs) But it didn't even stop there because your girl was on fire. And so I actually picked up my guitar and I wrote a freaking song like an entire song from start to finish. And that moment effectively broke the songwriting drought that I had been experiencing. And when I say drought, let me just tell you, it was a freaking drought. (laughs) I had been so long without writing a song that it honestly had me wondering if I was ever going to write another song again. And That little sampling of what was possible and available to me if I allowed myself to have just a little bit more spaciousness back into my life, the capacity that I have to create, that was more than enough to have me excitedly counting down the days until my social sabbatical like a kid counting down to Christmas. So it was cool. It was like this scheduled break felt like a continuation of what started by chance on that snow day. So throughout this little experiment, These are the biggest shifts that I noticed. So number one, I found myself feeling a lot calmer and a lot happier overall. And it's hard to say if that is from the social break or just because of the joyful energy of the season that my family and I were dialed into. I don't really know. Maybe it's a combination. But I also found myself having more patience at bedtime with Waylon. And I really took in that bonding time with him. Like he and I have been having these nightly snuggle sessions before bed and it has been the sweetest addition to my day. Like I live for these moments. And as a bonus, if I had to guess, I'd say that these snuggle sessions have also had a real calming effect on both of our nervous systems. So there's a win there too. (laughs) 
I also noticed that I'm getting to sleep a bit earlier most nights and waking up more rested and less frazzled. And again, this is all anecdotal. It's kind of hard to say with certainty that these changes in my day-to-day had anything to do with my social break, but I like to think that there was some correlation there. Uh, My interactions with my family have felt way more engaged and focused, and I've had so many magical moments with them that I know I probably would have otherwise missed out on, or at least not been fully present for or appreciated them in the way that I've been able to lately. On a creative front... Like I mentioned, I've had more time and bandwidth to read and write and play, play my guitar, podcast, all of which have been totally soul-giving. I've also had so many creative ideas bubble up to the surface in the last few weeks that it's been, like, exciting and scary. Exciting because I feel good to be back in the flow of creativity again, and scary because I know I'm being called to do something that's big and intimidating, and I just, (laughs) I have a choice right now whether to answer that call or not. Do you know that feeling? It's scary. So also through this process, I won't lie, there have definitely been a lot of moments where I really missed social media. I missed it. I missed Instagram Reels, I missed sharing bits and pieces of my day and my life over there because I do find that enjoyable and cathartic at times. So that's something that I'm looking forward to adding back into the mix. I just intend on doing it with clearer boundaries and intentions because the mental clarity that I've gained during this break has been really refreshing. And overall, I'm just really glad that I took this break. I think that I will make this a regular part of my social media experience moving forward, maybe just once a year, maybe more as I feel like I need it. I don't really know, but I'm glad I did it. And I don't plan to stay off social media permanently Like I have been dipping my toe back in. And when I finally did get back onto the social platforms, I have to say I was delighted by what was there waiting for me. I had like a backlog of memes from my bestie Jessica, and I had the sweetest voice memos from my friend Angela, whose words were like an elixir for my soul. Angela, you really have no idea how much those messages meant to me. And let me just say that if you know me, you know that voice memos and memes are one of my love languages. So my girls really came through with the magic there. And I was also greeted by several other messages that were just so sweet from friends that really made my return to the like social jungle feel very welcoming and warm. And that's the side of social media that I missed. That's the side that's going to keep me coming back. Anyway, I'm so curious where you land on this topic, and I'd really love to know what your thoughts are. Have you ever taken a break from social media? What was your experience like? I'd really love to know. And I hope this episode didn't come across all self-righteous or preachy because that definitely was not my intention. (laughs) I really just wanted to share my experience here because it's been a powerful few weeks for me and this experiment is likely going to shape the way that I show up on social platforms moving forward. So it felt good to share it here with you. Okay, I can now hear Haas barking in the background. That would be my other dog chiming in to say hello. Actually, he's probably saying, get down here and feed me. (laughs) That's my cue. So I'm going to wrap things up for today. But as always, before I go, I just don't want to miss the opportunity to again show gratitude for you. And I just want to say... Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here with me and for sharing this space. I just, 
I know it sounds weird to say it, but the minute I hit record, I feel connected to you. I feel connected to something bigger than myself. And it's just such an incredible gift. Like, I know I started the podcast off this way, but I'm going to wrap it up this way too. I'm so freaking happy to be back recording these episodes again and to be here chatting with you. Okay. I hear you, Haas. I hear you. I'm coming. I'm coming. It's like at the award shows when they play the music to wrap up your your speech and to get off stage. That's what Haas is doing to me right now. (laughs) So until next time, may your dreams be ambitious. May your coffee be strong. And may we all have a little spaciousness in our day for all of the magical moments that life has to offer. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 